0: Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. we're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund.
1: And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat.
0: Hello, Simone. We're finally having some sunny weather here in New Orleans. It's been a rainy April so far. How are you doing?
1: But, but in typical Louisiana fashion, it's like the most beautiful, cool day, right? Like normally sometimes by by this day, um, which we're recording on 420, um, it's um, it could be like totally hot shorts weather, but it is so nice outside. So um, easily forgotten last week for sure.
0: Exactly. Can't complain. And I'll say, you know, my jasmine's blooming, a lot of the flowers are blooming, so it's it's kind of my favorite time of year here where all the fragrant stuff starts to to bloom and smell really nice. So uh, I certainly can't complain.
1: Fluffy Miss Winnie must also like the cooler weather. Yes.
0: Oh, she she was not happy about having to spend most of last week inside, but she has been enjoying this weather tremendously and, and it's hard to get her to come inside at any point. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we have a lot going on, um, you know, that we're going to talk about, um, but first, I want to make sure that folks are aware that they can go to um, actforthecoast.org. We're still in the public comment period um, for uh, a key restoration project, the mid Terra Sediment Diversion, um, and that we just found out that that public comment period has been extended. Is that correct, Simone?
1: Yeah, as I understand it, they added um, some additional days, and so it sounds like the comment period is going to end that first week in June. Um, we've had a couple of really great community conversations on it, which is not the public formal meetings, and so um, we've had some really good productive discussions on those, and you can catch those online on our Facebook page, and you can um, just listen to all of the presentation, but also all the questions that were, ans- that were asked and, and how that team was answered. So we definitely want people to get involved. um, And however we can help you get more information, we're certainly willing to do that.
0: Certainly. And just great that there will be more opportunity for people to provide public comment, to provide feedback, and to engage in this process through June. So please um, go to actforthecoast.org to learn how you can do that. And we'll, of course, be giving our listeners updates as we move forward in this period. But I'm so excited today to to talk about a topic um, and uh, an exhibit that as soon as it was announced, you know, I was asking Amanda Moore, who will be our guest, I'm like, when can you come on and talk on the podcast? Because I (laughs) wanted to highlight it. Um, You know, it is the Guardian of the Wetlands works by John Taylor, presented in collaboration with the National Wildlife Federation. And this is currently on exhibit at the Ogden Museum of Southern Art. Um, So we're going to have Amanda Moore, who's Deputy Director with the National Wildlife Federation's Gulf Program, as well as Michaela Harrell, Museum Educator and Teen Intern Coordinator from the Ogden on to talk about the exhibit. So let's start with um, Mandy. Welcome back to Delta Dispatches. It's been a while since we last checked in. How are things going for you?
2: Good, uh, never a dull moment when you're working on <laughs> coastal restoration. We're always busy, always busy. Um, but that's a good thing because that means that, you know, we're getting stuff done. And um, and Lord knows we need uh, to be moving fast and restoring the coast and um, putting everything out there. So that's what we do every day and always inspired to, to go for it. So been busy.
1: Mandy, you must be excited that that It's finally field trip weather. That there's some there's a a few opportunities to to be outside safely. You you must be excited about that.
2: We love that we're able to get back in the field and show people the coast because that is really the best way to understand um, what's happening with our coast and to also just feel empowered to be able to be a really strong advocate. If Anybody ever wants to go on a field trip, just let, let us know, because we're always there to accommodate. It's one of our favorite things to do.
1: Joni Tuck told me never pass up a boat trip, so I'm going to listen to her, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Mandy, in addition to you know getting out in the field, um, there, we mentioned you know progress with Mid-Bear Terrier, but the legislative session is in full swing, and I know that's something you all have been watching closely and, and looking to engage on. So um, a lot coming up in the months ahead, correct?
2: Yes, yes. We've got the annual plan, uh, which is like the the budget, you know, for how we're going to be restoring the coast for the next year or so. Um, That's moving through. That's always really important every single year. So keep your ears out for that. Always a a way to support. Um, And yeah, and we're always just watching that legislative session, making sure we're protecting funding for the coast and and helping legislators make good decisions.
0: So, if folks want to take you up on that offer of a potential boat tour or getting engaged on the coast, how can they get involved? Should they email the info at uh, email address? Or yeah, it,
2: it all it all gets to the right person. So, yes, we're our team will figure it out. So, info yeah, right. at Mississippi River Delta.
0: Uh, how, what is it, Jacques? You know that. <laughs> <laughs> info at Mississippi River, info at dot and certainly please, you know, email that address. Let us know how you're interested in getting involved, and we'll make sure that the right person on our team gets it. So, um, with that, let's bring on uh, Michaela. Michaela, welcome to Delta Dispatches. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role at the Ogden Museum.
3: Well, good morning. Thank you, everyone. Um, It's so wonderful to be here on this show. Um, I've been following it, and it's just got some extraordinary information and insights about um, our coast. So thank you. I work as a museum educator and teen intern coordinator at the Ogden Museum of Southern Art, where I get the honor and the privilege to work with incredible art, artists, and students of all ages.
0: That's great. And, you know, I have to say the Ogden Museum is one of my favorite places in New Orleans. Um, You know, I loved the permanent exhibits and and the kind of the ones that come in as well. Um, And, you know, even in the last year, I've been able to visit and kind of safely experience the museum and and kind of it's just been a really nice, um, you know, uh, sort of place to go uh, and kind of collect your thoughts and, and see the beautiful artwork. So, Um, But for those who have not had the opportunity to visit the Ogden and should very soon, um, tell us a little bit about the museum and its collection.
3: Absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm so glad that you found that safe haven and that retreat space during pandemic times and you were able to come into the museum and see some of our work. It is a a really special museum. Um, The Ogden Museum of Southern Art, it opened in the Warehouse District in downtown New Orleans in 2003. And it showcases a diverse collection of artworks uh, made by Southern artists from 16 different states in the country that we consider part of Regional South. And you can come visit us seven days a week. We're open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at 925 Camp Street. We're directly across the street from the Contemporary Art Center and the World War II Museum. And on Thursdays, admission is
1: free for Louisiana residents. So, um... You know, we realized that, um, then, Michaela. This one's also directed to you. That you know, this year has been so challenging for so many people. You mentioned having a safe space. So, so how did y'all have to like adapt and adjust at Ogden um, to kind of like make sure people were still welcome and and um, making sure that they had that safe space?
3: Wow! Yeah, it's been uh, an extraordinary process, really. While we are deeply saddened about the losses and challenges in our country and across the planet this year, we have also been really humbled by the support and engagement the Ogden has received from our community. We've been able to pivot to bring exhibitions and exciting programming to viewers online via our website, social media, and Zoom interfaces. And we're starting to see people returning to the museum, which is exciting for us. Our building has spacious galleries perfect for social distancing and enjoying art and we provide timed ticketing through our website and encourage the public to check out our six new exhibitions
0: well i want to dig into one of those um, exhibitions right now specifically guardian of the wetlands and i'll start with mandy so mandy you had the idea for this museum exhibit featuring the work of mr john taylor um, first tell us a little bit about Mr. John. You've worked pretty closely with him for a while, right?
2: Yeah, he was one of the first people, um, I ever started working with about 12 years ago when, when I came to Louisiana to do uh wetland restoration work. He was one of the first people I met because if you're going to be doing anything about restoring wetlands, um, in the lower ninth ward, you're going to meet John Taylor. Um, he is, is a constant presence, um, out, um, In the area called the Bayou Bienvenue Wetland Triangle, Um, he's always out, uh, hence the title of the exhibit being Guardian of the Wetlands. Um, And he's really just like a a very informal ambassador um, to New Orleans wetlands and some of the most accessible uh, wetland areas in New Orleans. And um, he's a total character um, and he's a wealth of knowledge. And so um, he's just been a real inspiration. And a huge, um, really an advisor um, since, I've, you know, in teaching me about wetlands and how I can be a better advocate in my work.
1: So, Mandy, you mentioned that he is indeed a, a guardian of the wetlands. You talked about Bayou new Wetlands Triangle. How important is it to have somebody like John in your corner?
2: Well, So he, he is like known about these wetlands his entire life. Like as a, he's in his seventies now. And, um, as a small child, he would go out and, um, he really, he has a fascinating story. Um, he, he would go out and collect herbs and observe critters and, and collect herbs for like the elders in the lower ninth ward community. Um, for all their different purposes, and so he was like a little a little baby naturalist kid um, <laughs> out there and in and, and he in the course of his life, he saw tremendous change happen um because of you know a lot of different things that have happened with the coast. Um, you know, they called him Daniel Boone. He always says that, you know, that he got called all kinds of names and he never cared. He actually took them as like a a feather in his cap, you know, that they would like joke him and Davy Crockett and Daniel Boone. And that's just who he was. And so he has this perspective. Um, and he has a story to share that's really important and, and what he's witnessed with his own eyes and the way that he can talk so intimately about the changes that he's seen to the wetlands right there, you know, right in the city of New Orleans. Um, he's just a super powerful advocate and he's reached out to, I mean, I bet he's, I bet he's had direct conversations with thousands of people, um, you know, right there um, at the wetland triangle telling them, interpreting to them, like what they see when they go out right now at Florida and Caffin Avenue in the Lower Ninth Board. Um, and these are, I've seen, I've witnessed him talk to, you know, professors from China and chief scientists at the Army Corps and, you know, and just have these really amazing conversations. And then, as I said, I call them up whenever and say, what are you seeing out there? What kind of, you know, species are out there, or you know, and he'll he'll like give me the inside scoop always. So just tremendously, tremendously helpful.
1: Yeah, those genuine perspectives, right, are just really irreplaceable.
0: So, Mandy, uh, you've alluded to it, but tell our listeners a little bit about the importance of the Central Wetlands and Bayou Bienvenue to the Greater New Orleans region. So, this is largely the area behind the Lower Ninth Ward and St. Bernard Parish, correct? And, and and what happened to it, you know, over the course of Mr. John's life to bring it to the state it's in currently?
2: So it was, um, so the Central Wetlands Unit is what it's called. And it's a it's actually a 30,000 acre area of wetlands. It's kind of, it's right at this point, it's nestled between the Mr. Go, the Mississippi River Gulf Outlet and the communities of Lower Ninth Ward, Araby, Chalmette. Um It's this, it's this, kind of big wetland area. It's impounded by the the New Orleans levee system and the and a 40-arpent like a smaller levee um, that separates it from the communities. And um this the Bayou Bienvenue Wetland Triangle in the Lower Ninth board is just a, a part of the Central Wetlands Unit. So it's the upper part and the lower nine. It's about 400 acres total of the 30,000 Um, And what's really special about the area is that it's one, I think, I think something that's really interesting about it is that it's five miles from the French Quarter. So it's very, very accessible. People can go out and they can see the wetlands um, and they can they can see important habitat. And it's a great learning area. Um, And what Mr. John has seen over his life is, you know, when he when he was young, it was like a very the Bienvenue Wetland Triangle in particular, it was a very um, dense cypress swamp. And it was, you know, gators and you had all this vibrant habitat. It's very fresh. Um, and then over the course of his life, there was logging that got done out there. And then the real death knell for the area was the uh, the construction of the Mississippi River Gulf Outlet. Of that brought in a lot of saltwater into the area in the 1960s. And you have what is there now. Um, it degraded over decades, but now you have what is a cypress ghost swamp. So um, the area got got too salty. The cypress trees died. If you go out now to Florida and Kaffin Avenue, you see like, um, you know, basically skeletons of cypress trees um, out there. And he's just watched the whole thing completely change, um, over the course of his life. Of course, the channel, the Mississippi river Gulf outlet was closed in 2009 and we're seeing some freshening of that area. Um, but it's still, there's a, there's a lot of restoration work that needs to be done out there.
1: So Mandy, um, the, the, story that you told about Mr. John is about his advocacy, but, but we're really talking about his artwork at Ogden. (laughs) So tell us about his artwork and, and what inspired you to want to feature his work in this exhibit?
2: So he, you see him out a lot, um, with like a Canon camera around his neck. Um, and he actually got that, um, the story is he he got it from a a grant. Um, Some foundation and, and some Tulane student, you know, thought like he should be documenting what he's seeing out here from his really, you know, unique perspective. And so somebody bought him like a really quality camera and he is a fantastic photographer and he has this beautiful eye, right? Because he knows that area so intimately. So he has the ability to capture the essence and the beauty of the Bayou Bienvenue Wetland Triangle um, so well. Um, and then also, you know, we talk about this, the cypress, you know, ghost swamp Well, he goes out and collects um, the found wood that, you know, from these, from these wetland areas, and also from the river on the other side of the Lower Ninth Ward. Um, and he does carvings and he learned that th- to do carvings um, from his elders And so he does it like the old school way with like a razor blade. Um, He carves walking sticks. And um, I went over to his house for something. And and I saw a lot of the work um, that he had. Somebody had printed out a lot of his um, images for him. So he had some portfolios of his photos and he loves to show them. And he has all these walking sticks. Um, He's just really, really artistic on top of his storytelling abilities. And, um, and then, you know, what inspired me to, to do this was obviously with him, but just having that knowledge of, you know, this treasure trove of, of, you know, artistry that he has at his home in the lower nine, um, you know, and, and that he'd always been so helpful. And one day, this was before COVID, we were, we were just chatting. I was calling him to check in, see what's going on. And, um, it just hit me like really hard that, um, like very hard, like that, wow, we need to do something to lift up, um, you know, his work, like more people should know about his advocacy and more people should know about, you know, what an amazing resident and citizen he is of New Orleans and, and how special his work is. And, and, and we really need to celebrate him and um, talk to him. Like, what do you think? Like, what if we what if we do something with your artwork? And he was into it. And, um, and we pitched it around and and the the good people at the Ogden Museum um uh, also felt you know how important it was and and how special his story was and so here we are,
0: yeah, I love that mandy, and you know i've I've definitely seen Mr. John when I've been walking on the levee and and the river waters have gone down the the batcher's exposed, and he's down there, you know sifting through the driftwood, trying to find a good piece to carve and and you know you can always find him and you know, he'll tell you a lot of stories about his life growing up and life down here in the ninth ward and how things have changed. So I'm so glad that you all, you know, that you had the idea for this, but also to, you know, uplift his work and his expertise. So I do want to bring in Michaela and talk a little bit about your perspective. So Michaela, why was the Ogden so excited to feature the work of Mr. John?
3: Well, working with john taylor it's it's just been such a special experience we're so delighted at the ogden and growing our relationship with mr john because he represents a generation of artists and naturalists in new orleans that aren't well known and experienced a very different wetland environment in the ninth Ward than what currently exists um personally like you jacques john is my neighbor we live just a few blocks from each other in the lower ninth ward and walking over to his house with my daughter and getting to know each other has been um, a real treat and a real um, deepening of community in my neighborhood with him. We're really excited at the museum um, specifically to have John's work because we really wanna provide a forum for his voice. His voice through storytelling and his voice through his incredible um, photographs and walking sticks. Even though he's a self-taught artist, the beauty of his art and the narratives told in his work are really important to showcase and honor. So we're just delighted to have him and his work at the Ogden right now.
1: So, so Michaela, um, is this the first time y'all really kind of had an exhibit that highlights environmental and coastal issues or, um, you know, how, tell us about what, if that was the interest there in addition to highlighting his good work?
3: Absolutely. Um, we're very interested in environmental and social issues, particularly in the gallery that he's in, which is the education gallery. Um, we've worked with other artists who have done kind of more environmental, um, perspectives and worked with students and schools in the past. Um, but to have John's work and hear about his childhood in the Bayou Bienvenue Wetland Triangle, um, is a really unique experience and um, we're so delighted to have this guardian and really this culture bearer of our one of our neighborhoods um exhibiting his work loving these stories of him you know catching nutria and pulling him and his buddies through the swamp in their puro. it's all brought to life when you view his wonderful nature photos and these carved sticks And, you know, he's been a part of this changing environment his entire life. He has seen and experienced firsthand the disappearing wetland flora and fauna. And uh, like Mandy mentioned, you know, he lives so close to the river that for many years he has just goes and collects driftwood as well. Um, And he's really been a witness to all of it for his entire life. And and that perspective is unique and um, really needs to be held up and, and examined and celebrated.
1: So, Michaela, paint us a uh, picture—no uh, pun intended—on on <laughs> how how this exhibits is uh, structured and displayed. Like, like, kind of walk us through it visually. Great,
3: yeah. Well, the exhibition is in the Ogden Museum Education Gallery on the third floor, and there is a wall of. Taylor's incredible walking sticks and a wall of his large format color photographs of the Bayou Banvenue Wetland Triangle. And Mandy mentioned these photos being printed out. Um, He actually won a Joan Mitchell Foundation um, fellowship. So that's where he did all of his printing of these photographs. Um, And so within this room, there is a wall of his photographs, a wall of his walking sticks, and then there's also information about the diminishing coastline of Louisiana, and a video of Mr. Taylor talking about his experiences growing up, how to get involved in wetland restoration efforts, and there's also an opportunity to record your own memories of the wetlands within the exhibition.
0: Yeah, I love that. I mean that it's, you know, educational, informative, and then you're bringing the art and storytelling in as well. Um, so what has the reception been like to the exhibition? I mean, you mentioned earlier that uh, Mr. John's seen it himself. What was his reaction? But it was also the reaction of the public that's gone on to visit.
3: Well, it's, it's been really uh, a great reception to his work. We did have a family day um, program recently, and um, it was all based on his um, wetland exhibition. So that was really wonderful to have activities that free art bags given out in our community um, that had to do with the wetland and um, with coastal restoration and his artwork specifically. So that was really fun. and. Um, you know, the exhibition will be up through May 30th, so getting into the museum soon and um, before the May 30th and um, enjoying it is something we definitely recommend. I've had John in there a few times, and just seeing him interact with people within the exhibition has been wonderful. Um, I've seen a lot of families, and I've also seen a lot of teenagers, which is interesting because they've been growing up in New Orleans, and so they've received education about, um, the coastal issues. And so to see them talk about it and think about it and look at his artwork and respond, um, has been really fantastic.
1: So Michaela, you know, um, you know, the, this, I hope this is, uh, something that you continue highlighting coastal and environmental issues. And I mean, I hope that's something y'all continue in the future. So like what, what pitch would you give artists to kind of focus on that area? If that's something that the Ogden's interested in featuring in the future?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm always keen to make connections between the environment and art and with earth day around the corner on April 22nd, this is the perfect time to visit this exhibition and get inspired to use your own artistic voice to document and foster stewardship of the natural world. Having kids and students come visit this exhibition makes the wetland loss experience more personal and engaging and hopefully inspires young artists to become better stewards of our planet. Another issue I think that's worth mentioning here is just the opportunity um, to become a a game warden was passed by Mr. Taylor because of his race. And so Taylor pursued this career in his own way and continues to be this stalwart guardian of our New Orleans wetlands. Um, You know, this is such an amazing place that we live in and um, what's happening environmentally is so palpable. So for young artists and old artists here in our area, I encourage you um, to keep looking around in our natural environment and uh, reflect that in your work and in your unique voices.
0: Yeah, I, I there's been so much, much great artwork that's been inspired, obviously, by our environment here in Louisiana, by our coast, and then increasingly by kind of coastal and environmental issues. So, thank you to the Ogden, and thank you, you know, to yourself, Michaela, for working to, um, you know, showcase Mr. John's work and highlight these issues, and to Mandy, of course, for your long kind of, um, you know stewardship of, of this work and, and and also to Mr. John. So I highly encourage people to go and visit the exhibition while it's up um, through May. Um, but Michaela, are there any other exciting um, events or exhibitions coming up at the Ogden? And where can people go to learn more about the museum and support it?
3: Yeah, March was amazing for us, you guys. We opened up five new exhibitions. Um, Two new permanent collection works. One is called Built. The other one is Preservative Force. Two photo shows, one of Roland L. Freeman's work and Revelations 2. And a solo exhibition of sculptural works by Mapo Pinard, who's a professor at Xavier. We also opened up a teen art exhibition coming of age yesterday, and we're launching our virtual and in-person summer camp. So it's a busy time. We're starting to reopen more at the museum. Um, You can look at John Taylor's exhibition and our other exciting programming and sign up for our weekly newsletter at our website, www.ogdenmuseum.org. And you can support the Ogden Museum by becoming a member or by making a donation.
1: Mandy, let's get back to you for a second. The exhibit highlights a number of um, organizations working on these issues that people can support. Um, Tell us about some of these organizations and brag on yourself a little bit.
2: (laughs) Well, we picked um, we picked a few organizations to highlight um, and really it was it was really collaborative with John Taylor. So I work with him to pick out, you know, which ones he wanted in particular to highlight. He works with a lot of groups. Um, He's very generous with his time and, and his voice. Um, and so the groups that we, we particularly highlight, of course, National Wildlife Federation, because um, we are the, the sponsor um, of the exhibit. Um, and then, of course, um, Environmental Defense Fund, National Audubon Society, Coalition to Restore Coastal Louisiana, Train Conservancy. They're all groups in our coalition, but we all have um, different things that we do in the lower ninth ward and different ways that, that we work with the communities and, you um, some In some cases, it's directly, you know, doing plantings out in Bayou Bienvenue, Wetland Triangle, um, doing a lot of field trips, um, doing cleanup days out of the platform. Um, we're always always helping out. And you can go onto the website, like Michaela said, and learn more about those organizations and how you can get involved. And then um, we also highlighted Common Ground Relief, which is an organization that began after Katrina. It's based right there in the lower ninth ward. And they also do a lot of plantings as well um, and have a great relationship with John Taylor. Um, So lots of organizations doing really good work and all inspired by John's advocacy and his story.
0: All right. Well, thank you both for being on. But of course, we could not let you leave Delta Dispatches without asking um, a fun question. This is just a tradition we have for all of our our guests on the show. Um, So let's keep it in the theme of, you know, art and inspiration. And I'm going to ask, you know, if there was a specific museum exhibit or a piece of art, we can even broaden it. Let's go piece of music. You know, we can go broad here, but that inspired you recently and kind of have helped, helped you navigate the last year. And we can start with you, uh, Michaela, if that's okay.
3: Oh gosh, it's such an interesting question. A fun piece of art or music that's helped me navigate this past year. Um, well, I honestly have to say, um, I've been really inspired by John Taylor's artwork and spending time with him on his front porch and um, just listening to his stories about the wetlands. Um, it's it's just been a real um, human delight to get to know this artist and his work. Um, so I'll stay with that.
0: How about now, you, Mandy?
2: Yeah, I, the first thing that came to mind, so right before COVID started, I was home in Virginia and Um Richmond, Virginia has like these beautiful museums and they have the Virginia Museum of Fine Art, which is just outstanding. Um and there's a Virginia Museum of History right next to it, which is like a great museum, but it's it's so it's it's like it's really in the shadow of um the Museum of Fine Arts. And I and I um I chose to go there um just like as part of my holiday trip back home where I'm from, and they had a special exhibit about, um, about the experience of black Americans, um, from slavery, like from the Virginia perspective, from slavery all the way, um, to today. And, um, of course this is before, you know, summer 2020, but, um, and everything that, that has happened with this, the social reckoning that we've been having having in the country, but it was such a powerful exhibit. I just remember I was like the only person in there and I spent a lot of time in it and it had me in tears by the end. Um, and I think it was really powerful uh, reminder um, throughout this year and everything that we've experienced to just, um, you know, the, the real importance of it and what it means to our country. So I don't know, that's kind of random, but that was the first thing that came that came to mind. And that was a really powerful exhibit in Virginia.
1: Mandy, that's why we asked the question, right? You can, <laughs> you can learn a lot about people, um, about their answers. And so that was greatly appreciated. Well, thank you to you, Mandy, and to you, Michaela, um, for, for making this exhibit happen and, and bringing this to New Orleans. We are, we're most, uh, most appreciative. Thank you guys so much. Um, Jacques, if it's okay, I want to close out with the coastal stat of the week and you can um, maybe lift up the voice.
0: That sounds great. Take it away, Simone.
1: So from the Ogden website, a little bit of plagiarism here, um, we want to give you a little more information about uh, Mr. Taylor. Over his lifetime, Taylor has witnessed the 400-acre Bayou Bienvenue Wetland Triangle transform from a vibrant freshwater Tupelo swamp to a ghost swamp of brackish water. What used to be an old-growth swamp filled with cypress trees, water lilies, and freshwater wildlife such as fish, alligators, otters, birds, and crawfish is mostly open water today. Taylor observed that the swamp used to be so thick with cypress trees that my brother and I boated it without paddles. We just grabbed onto trunks and pulled ourselves forward. However, in the 1960s, a newly built deep water shipping channel named the Mississippi River Gulf Outlet, or Mr. Go, allowed salt water to encroach into the wetland. Consequently, many species died, such as the cypress trees Taylor fondly remembers, along with numerous other species that had up until then flourished in the environment's brackish water. Very well said.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Simone. And as Mandy mentioned earlier in the show, um, if folks are interested, they can go out to the foot of Caffin Avenue and Florida Avenue and visit the Bayou Bienvenue Avenue wetland triangle viewing platform and really see Kind of what's happened to this area and there's some information that you know Mr. John and others through National Wildlife Federation um, have helped kind of curate and help people understand what's happening so it's a really great perspective uh, Mandy mentioned you know five miles from the French Quarter for people to really see what's happening so encourage that as a stop um, on your visit if you are visiting New Orleans or if you're local and, and kind of want to experience this area you've never seen before um, so with that I will take the coastal voice of the week um, this week's coastal voice is from Laura in New Orleans. And Laura says, our work in the Lower Ninth Ward Recovery was made necessary in large part because of the destruction of our coastal wetlands. They must be preserved, maintained, replaced, and cared for. Thank you, Laura. And just a reminder, you can go online at Mississippi org slash restore-the coast um, and share your voice as well. And, and we'll, you know, kind of highlight it on an upcoming show. So With that, we'll close out this episode. But again, please go and see um, the exhibit, The Guardian of the Wetlands at the Ogden Museum of Southern Art. It's running through the end of May. And huge thanks again to Amanda Moore and Michaela Harrell for being on the show. And we'll be back, Simone. As we mentioned earlier on the the, the episode, there's a lot more coming. So we'll have more great episodes for our listeners in the weeks and months ahead. Thank you. And until then, we'll see you all later, alligators. Bye.